taking your calls right now at 1-800-39-ONLINE. 1-800-396-6546. Online tonight. That was wicked hot, you guys. And now, from the craziest city on the planet... This is Online Tonight, on the air, toll-free, at 1-800-39-ONLINE, 1-800-396-6546. And now, the host of Online Tonight, Max. Hey, thanks for joining us. I'm Max. Welcome to Online Tonight, where we talk about the latest in tech, pop culture, plus random stuff that I think is cool. That's what the more is. Give us a ring, 1-800-39-ONLINE, 1-800-396-6546, toll-free telephone number. You can also send us a text and an email. The text is 951-395-1017, 951-395-1017. Email address, show at onlinetonight.com. This portion of the show is brought to you by Mint Mobile. Hey, it's not Ryan Reynolds. Mint Mobile is cheaper than those big carriers, so you don't have to buy your socks from the thrift store. Ew. And it must be good, because Ryan's mom was in a commercial. Go get something good at OLTTV.com slash mint. That's OLTTV.com slash mint. I don't have to spell mint, right? Phone lines are open, 1-800-39-ONLINE. If Victoria's in the mood, she'll answer your calls, and she'll uh, check out your text and your emails. The phone is definitely the best way to reach us, though, so we can have a conversation. Hey, were you one of the 74,000 people who uh, had no cell phone service from AT&T on Thursday? Well, it was a, a big problem, apparently. It was like 12-plus hours before everything finally worked out, and that was uh, hmm, troublesome for some people. Some of us didn't even know it was happening. Like, if you were on Verizon or T-Mobile... And you weren't trying to call friends, family, businesses that were associated with the uh, AT&T network, then you may not have even noticed it. Now, of course, I'm going to stay out of the politics, though we're going to have some somewhat of a political conversation coming up here in the show in just a few minutes. But uh, the uh, you know some people were saying, "Oh, we were cyber attacked by the Chinese or something like that." Well. Apparently, AT&T said, hey, we were uh, doing a software update, and uh, some of the procedures and processes may not have been uh, followed correctly, and therefore, you know, we had some challenges. But when we saw that there was a problem, we started rolling back to a backup of, you know, the configuration before the problem occurred, and then people started to get, get going uh, they they said, AT&T is quoted as saying around 3 p.m. Eastern time, the company said the issue had been fully resolved. And that uh, several local governments said on Thursday that AT&T's outage was causing disruptions. In fact, uh, New York uh, were, was getting calls to their 911 line. And they were concerned that, uh, you know, what if I can't dial 911? Well, you don't dial 911 to check to see if you can dial 911. I mean, because now you're putting everybody else at risk in a way, right? I mean, if you uh, if you call up the line, that means that somebody else can't use the line. 
Uh, if you're just calling to say, hey, are you there? I just wanted to make sure you were there in case I had an emergency. That's probably not the best way to to do that. Now, how else would you check? I, I don't know. But let's not tie up the lines out of curiosity. You know, that's let's let's use it for a real emergency. That's kind of my 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 feeling on that. Uh, again, other networks weren't uh, weren't affected. Verizon, AT and T. What's interesting is that you then find out who is uh, MVN uh, virtual network uh, virtual private network. What is the actual uh, virtual mobile network provider? I, that's not right. Uh, I've lost my acronym in my brain, but that's okay. It lets you see what other services, maybe Spectrum, maybe. Uh, Boost, etc. Maybe those are uh, on the AT&T network, and you didn't even know that. I believe that back in the old days when Disney ha- had a uh, cellular service, that it was on the AT&T network, if I remember correctly. Maybe it was Verizon. I don't know. That was a long time ago. Uh, it seems like just yesterday that everybody was very excited about AI, and then things happen. And this is where the, I'm going to, again, I try to stay out of the politics, and I'm going to try to stay out of the politics on this, but I am going to just share with you what happened as an outside observer without trying to give you any kind of main bias. Around Monday, a lot of postings on X were coming out that Gemini, which is uh, Google's new AI, used to be Bard, now it's Gemini, that Gemini was refusing to show Caucasian images. It would complain about diversity, inclusion warnings, and it wouldn't show any, it wouldn't generate any of the images. But if you asked for black or Asian images, it had no problem. No warnings, nothing, just showed the images. There were an obscene amount of tests that ended up being posted to X to see what the results were. And it was very interesting to go through those and look at them and see what was going on. People couldn't generate AI of like images of George Washington and Albert Einstein. And so people really started to get vocal about it. So around Wednesday, Google apologized. They said, oh, well, you know, it was, we missed the mark, and we, are, uh, we apologize. But the firestorm didn't end. So on Friday, Google turned off the generative image feature of Gemini. Now, this is just a little bit of in the weeds of how AI works. There is a layer called the content moderation layer in AI. Now, this is used to keep people from asking uh, socially irresponsible questions, like how to end someone's life or my own, or how to build an explosive, right? Those, Those things, that makes sense to have those types of things in the content moderation. But what people are worried about now is the appearance that someone was adding in a bias of some kind, and... They are concerned about that, and they no longer trust some of these AI services because these biases might be influencing other areas like research papers or uh, demographics, or it might the bias might creep into the AI-generated writings that you're using or, or creating. And so a lot of people are concerned. Uh, some people have said, hey, I'm, I'm out. I'm not, using, I'm not using Google anymore, chat. GPT has, you know, has had what appears to be similar biases. At least that's what the internet is claiming. And so you've got to be really careful. If you're going to rely on these things, um, how do you know if they are in the same kind of 
uh, attitude towards things that you have? And are you are you being influenced, or is the writings that are occurring? Maybe you want that kind of influence. Maybe you want that help in that area. So maybe the tools are perfect for you, but then maybe the tools are not right for you. I was worried. I was worried last week that I was going to get hit by a bus. Well, not literally. Apparently, the satellite, AIRS-2 tracking satellite, uh, had been turned off for a while and was crashing to Earth. Uh, Not really things that keep me up at night, but uh, somebody asked me, if I was concerned about the bus heading in my direction, and I, I said, explain. Tell me what you're talking about. So apparently the satellite had gone up in, uh, what year, 19, was it 19? Like 15 years ago or something like that. Uh, no, it went up in 1995. Yeah, that's what I thought. And then it finished its mission in 2011, which was like 12 years ago. And as part of that, you know, it uh, it stopped being useful and basically turns into space junk and the European Space Agency had been tracking it and it said, you know, it's going to probably enter the Earth's atmosphere sometime soon and it did. Uh, ERS-2 did break up and disintegrate completely, apparently, as it entered the atmosphere over the Pacific Ocean. Now I understand why people were asking if I was worried about getting hit by a bus. I didn't realize it was going to crash into the Pacific. I live near the Pacific. I mean, Hawaii is in the Pacific. Federated States of Micronesia and Guam are in the Pacific. So all of those things are in the Pacific area. Uh, And I'm way inland. I'm, you know, I'm east of Disneyland in most cases when I'm not in L.A. So uh, I wasn't I wasn't too worried. And I was looking up at the sky to see if I was going to see any kind of shooting stars or debris or anything fun like that. But nope, I didn't see any of that. In more space news, just real quick, I thought this was kind of interesting. It's been 50 years since the U.S. has landed anything on on the moon, and apparently we had a successful landing, uh, and then the thing tipped over. And so we've been getting images from this uh, thing over there on the moon, uh, but everything's all uh, sideways. It looks like an Instagram post that somebody uh, held the camera wrong. So there you go. Were you worried about the satellite? How do you feel about the AI and some of the biases? Let me know. Online tonight. Stay tuned. I love getting texts. We're going to get to the Geeks Week in just a second. I love getting texts. This one's from Dale in Georgia. Uh, MVNE is what the acronym I was looking for. It stands for Mobile Virtual Network Enabler. But that is not this hour's Geek Speak because we have a theme. This hour's Geek Speak is Ethernet. And I'll get back to that in just a moment. It's brought to you by Anchor. I use other Anchor products, but I didn't realize that they are the number one mobile charging brand with over 200 million products sold worldwide. They've been a pioneer in the charging technology business for over 10 years. I'm very interested in the Powerhouse 767. Uh, It'd be great if they wanted to send me one to play with. Uh, I think, think of it as like a giant battery-operated generator. It has 13 charging ports and outlets. So it's got AC outlets and some USB outlets, both C and USB 2. 
Uh, it's great for RVs, outdoor recreation, home backup. You can inflate uh, your boats and all kinds of fun things like that. Or if you have an electric stove or an electric heater, you can just plug that right in. And uh, you can check that out and all the other amazing products over at OLTTV.com slash anchor. That's OLTTV.com slash A-N-K-E-R. And I will try not to yell into the microphone uh, so that we don't uh, get too much distortion today. Now, Ethernet. Definition. Ethernet is uh, defined as a networking technology that includes the protocols. We, we call that the stack, network stack. Uh, port, cable, and the computer chip that is needed to plug in a desktop or a laptop or any device that uses Ethernet. Sometimes your TV will use that. Set-top boxes. Uh, I even have a... Um, I even have a home theater system that has the ability to stream audio right to it, and that goes over an Ethernet connection. Uh, that is just one part of a LAN. You know, you're going to need switches, hubs, routers, things like that. And uh, you can also, the most common is CAT5 or CAT6 cable. But these networks can also go over things like coax or fiber optics. Ethernet is widely used in homes and businesses, and it... Uh, Interworks well with wireless Wi-Fi technologies. The Internet protocol is commonly carried over Ethernet. And so it is considered one of the key technologies that makes up the Internet. That is this hour's Geek Speak Ethernet. Online tonight. Trying to figure out where the turkey bacon is on this pig. This is Online Tonight. Now, here's Max. All right, as mentioned earlier, Victoria's taking your calls at 1-800-39-ONLINE, your texts at 951-395-1017, and your emails. Email address is show at onlinetonight.com, as Victoria has an email question. I do. It comes from Joanne in Houston, Texas. Joanne says, I have an iPhone. She doesn't say which one. And I'm about to go on a vacation where I know I'll be taking a lot of photos. I do regularly import them into photos on my computer, but I also like to keep a lot of them on my phone, so I'm worried about space. I would hate to run out while traveling and have to spend time deciding which photos to keep. Any tips? Oh, man. I got a long list of tips. The very first thing you need to do is find out how much storage space you have. So you go into Settings, General, uh, iPhone storage, and it will tell you. As an example, I have uh, 57 gig out of 64 gig used, and it shows me that about um, one-eighth of my storage is used for photos. So that's the first thing you want to do is check out how much space you have. Then you want to manage your space. You want to go through your photos, and don't forget videos also live in your Photos app in most cases. So you want to go through your photos, remove things that you don't need, You'd be surprised how many pictures we take that are almost basically the same um, and unnecessary. As an example, Miss Victoria will text me pictures of things from the store. Is this what you wanted me to get from Home Depot? Is this what you wanted me to get from the grocery store? Do you want this bottle of this or that bottle of this? Usually salad dressing. Uh, and so I end up getting a ton of photos uh, in various places, not just in my Photos app. And we'll talk about that in a minute. So you want to go through, if you send these types of things, you want to go through and weed out the, the nonsense. Now, just because you have, quote, deleted your uh, photos, uh, it's 
data is just like life. That's what I was told before. If you throw something in the trash, you've got to take the trash out so that it can, it, it can go out to the dump. So every time you delete something, it goes into a deleted photos folder. And so you may have 100 or 1,000 photos in the deleted folder. You've got to go into the deleted folder and you've got to delete those. And the quick way to do that, depending on the version of iOS that you're on, is that you click on photos. At the bottom, you'll see library for you albums and search. Click on albums and scroll down to the very bottom and it'll say utilities recently deleted. You click on that. If you have face ID on, it's going to ask you for some information. Uh, You will see all the photos. Uh, I currently have six photos and two videos. Click on select and you can just click on all of them or get a little check mark and then you can uh, delete those. All right, so that's, that's two ways to free up the space. If you have other copies hanging around, uh, you want to make sure you get rid of those. So if you go into Messages, as an example, I don't know how many people know this, but hopefully you're aware of it. If you click on your Messages app, and then right up at the top where the name or the phone number is, there's a little arrow next to the number or the name. You click on that, and if you scroll, you'll see all the photos, all the links, and all the videos uh, in fact, if I look at Miss Victoria's, it says you have 204 images that are taking up space and are also uh, temporarily being stored in iCloud. So if you, uh, if you click on Photos, See All, and then uh, Delete Those, then you've got to delete those. Now, are they deleted? No, they are not. So you have to go back to your main messages. In some cases, it may say Edit or it may say Filters. And then it'll say messages, all messages, known senders, unknown senders, unread messages, recently deleted. You click on that, and it will show you everything that you've deleted, including entire threads. However, if you just delete photos or videos or links, the things that you're going to delete here are those things that you threw away, not the entire uh, conversation. All right? So that's cleaning up your phone. Then you can synchronize your photos with iCloud. And there's a, there's a setting in there as well if you want to check that out. If you go to Settings and go to, um, uh, is it Photos? Yeah, you go down to Photos, which is way down there. I don't know why they put it so far down there. And near the bottom, there's this thing called... Uh, it's not in the bottom anymore. Let's see where they put it. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, you're looking for... Hmm. Uh, it's not where it used to be. What you're looking for is this thing called sync. And what it'll do is it will keep a smaller version of the photo on your phone, but keep the full-size version of the photo in the cloud. And that will also create a lot of space. Now, I don't know if you're like me when I travel. I like to bring my laptop. And I will then synchronize my photos and, and uh, things like that so that I have more room on my phone. I don't need them in five different places. I don't need it on iCloud. I don't need it on my phone. And I don't need it on my laptop all at the same time. My laptop and iCloud are plenty fine. If you have any other questions, let me know. Stay tuned.
around for the phone number. It's 1-800-39-ONLINE. 1-800-396-6546. Online tonight. If you can disconnect emotionally, it's really quite sad. In his own way, he's reaching out for a friend. Not that you should feel sorry for him, though. His kind should be destroyed. If redness, swelling, or irritation occurs, increase your listening time by one hour per day. This is Online Tonight. Now, here's Max. Uh, You might also want to get some cream. Uh, Thank you so much for joining us. Greatly appreciate it. My name is Max. The name of the show is Online Tonight. It's about 24 minutes before the hour, 23 minutes before the hour. Give us a ring at 1-800-39-ONLINE. 1-800-396-6546. Would love to talk with you. This portion of the show is brought to you by Mint Mobile. Hey, it's not Ryan Reynolds. Mint Mobile is cheaper than those big carriers. So you don't have to buy your socks from the thrift store. Ew. And it must be good, because Ryan's mom was in a commercial. Go get something good at OLTTV.com slash mint. That's OLTTV.com slash mint. I don't have to spell mint right. Phone lines are open, 1-800-39-ONLINE, 1-800-396-6546 is the toll-free telephone number. You can also send us a text and an email, text 951-395-1017, email show, S-H-O-W, at onlinetonight.com. In streaming news, Amazon is being sued. It looks like it's probably going to be a class action lawsuit. Uh, People are a little bit annoyed that they're paying the same amount of money uh, and that they, you know, had an expectation of a service and then Amazon changed it from underneath them. What are we specifically talking about? Well, you may or may not know that uh, Amazon, who runs Prime Video, they have turned on ads. And the uh, Amazon's now facing a lawsuit saying that uh, it was misleading to the original subscribers Uh, by charging them an additional fee to stream movies and shows without ads. Uh, You can keep your account the way it was, or you could pay an extra 2 or $3 a month uh, to see it without ads. And they're saying that this is kind of like a, uh, what, bait-and-switch kind of thing. Subscribers must now pay extra to get something that they had already paid for previously, and that it's unfair, and... Um, that uh, Amazon illegally benefited from advertising Prime Video as a commercial-free product for years, and now they just willy-nilly added that in there. The proposed class action looks to to uh, get about $5 million or so, and a court order barring Amazon from engaging in future deceptive ads. Uh, so it was, um, if you were... A subscriber before the end of last year, then apparently you can jump in and join this class action if you're so inclined. Uh, this especially is, you know, kind of a tricky area because of the legal protections that consumers have in states like California and Washington. Uh, so this will be an interesting thing to watch. Another thing that's interesting to watch is sports. And FUBU TV, F-U-B-O TV, uh, has been a location where a lot of people have gone for sports. And uh, they're now suing Disney, Warner Brothers, and Fox 
As we mentioned a week or two ago, Disney, Warner Brothers, and Fox have decided to collaborate together and create a brand new sports streaming platform. And they are going to be launching that very soon, apparently. But a lawsuit was filed in, uh, I believe, on Tuesday. And that names Walt Disney, Fox, Warner Brothers, Discovery, and it seeks to block their joint venture. Now, the the streaming platform hasn't been named yet. Uh, it was announced in early February by the, the three main people there. And they are uh, going to be re- releasing that sometime soon. I don't know what the exact date is. They don't have a name yet, so I'm sure they're, they're not... Uh, they're not going to tell us the date until they give us a name for the service. At least that's what I would think. Uh, Fubo is saying that they, uh, I mean, just from a competitive standpoint, it's going to be very hard for them. Uh, this combination of people are trying to force them out of the market. And, and so that lawsuit is now out there, and we'll see what's going on there. Speaking of sports, uh, Apple Sports, they have a new app. That provides real-time scores and stats. And part of it is similar to what some Instagram models do. Some Instagram models will tease you on the Instagram and say, hey, we want you to come to this other place to see my other content, right? So what this new app does for Apple is they will show you high, they will show you your favorite teams, the scores, a little bit of the box score, some little bit of news bits. But what they really want you to do is they want you to head over to Apple TV and tune in to watch the game. Uh, so it's kind of like a lost leader. You might see an ad in, oh, let's say a grocery store magazine or one of those flyers that you get. And it says, you know, come in and buy a six pack of soda and we'll give you a bag of chips for a, for 50 cents or whatever. It's just to entice you to come in and look and see. And, and some people are saying that the new Apple Sports app is, is it's engineered you know, to give you scores and stats and all that stuff as quickly as possible. But it's really there to try to drive your viewership over to the Apple TV to watch the live sports because they've got the MLS Pass – They've got, uh, you know, they got a lot of stuff going on over there, and they want you to make sure that you're paying the subscription for their video service. And what what better way to do that than to kind of get you hooked on Apple uh, providing you sports information, and then when you're ready to sit down and watch the game, or you're you're ready to watch, you know, the NBA or the NCAA basketball or the, you know, all the other things that they have to offer then hopefully you that will encourage you to go over there and check out their streaming service. Something that we kind of maybe expected, especially with the news lately about how Best Buy is not going to carry DVDs anymore, Walmart's not going to carry DVDs anymore, thank goodness for Amazon and some of these other sellers because I'm still a huge fan of physical media. I don't like the fact that you know they can edit or take out scenes from movies uh, or just make movies not available. I personally, I still have a copy of Song of the South. I mean, it's the first movie that an African-American won an Oscar for. So historically, it's significant, especially when it comes to the Oscars. 
but Disney won't let you buy it. You can't have it. Um, and, you know, who's to say that next week, because of some controversy or because of some actor who ends up in jail, that they're not going to just take all of these particular episodes or... Uh, I mean, they did this when Gina Carano was fired. They actually started taking down the episodes that she was in until people just revolted and said, that's that's crazy. Uh, so I'm still a big uh, proponent of physical media. I like physical games. I like Blu-rays, DVDs, 4K, etc. Well, Disney has said, we're getting out of the business. We are no longer going to make or manufacture our own DVDs. Well, the funny part is, I don't think they ever, I don't think that they had their own manufacturing facility. I'm sure that they went to some company and said, all right, here's our library. Make the discs and make the packages. Back in the old day, I, days, I used a company called Ingram Media Services. So when I had my software made and I had my boxes designed, they printed the boxes. They, they pressed the, the, the CDs and DVDs for my software. They put in the manual. They shrink-wrapped it and all that stuff, and then I bought a finished item. So I doubt that Disney uh, was making these things themselves. However... They've decided to partner with one of the biggest, the people who invented the CD, for goodness sake, Sony. So Sony is now going to be uh, entirely responsible for Disney's library on Blu-ray and DVD. Uh, And so there you go. Uh, I'm glad they're not completely out of the business, and I'm glad that I'm still going to be able to have some access to uh, physical media. My concern is that, is Disney going to limit what, Sony is allowed to offer. Always my concern. That's always something that I that I am not uh, a fan of. Something I was a huge fan of was and Miss Victoria, what was the name of that service that you used to buy CDs back in the day for a cent, one penny? One of them was Columbia Records, but I was also with um, BMG. Oh yeah, BMG. Columbia Records is exactly the one I was thinking of. Disney had a version of that for DVDs, and it was called the Disney Movie Club. Well, as part of their, at the same time they announced that they were not going to make DVDs, they said that after 23 magical years, it's time to say goodbye to this magic uh, membership, club membership. You used to be able to buy up to four titles for a dollar, and then you had to buy three more at $49.95. Well, it's all gone now. Stay tuned. Bookmark This. This hour's Bookmark This is www.dunemovie.com. That's D-U-N-E-M-O-V-I-E.com. Dune Part 2 is in theaters this coming Friday, March 1st. You can watch trailers, find out where it will be playing, buy some merchandise, and more. All of that over at www.dunemovie.com. That's this hour's bookmark. This brought to you by Southwest Airlines. Southwest offers flights to over 100 destinations in 42 countries. Nope. 42 states. <laughs> I wish it was 42 countries. Plus, of course, you can go to Puerto Rico, Mexico, the Caribbean, Central America. You can find out more about all the destinations and which states and countries they actually support. Uh, by going to OLTTV.com slash SWA. 
That's O-L-T-T-V dot com slash S-W-A. All right, so I've already shared with you how I feel about electric cars and electric car news. Uh, you can Oh, uh, before I get into that, I wanted to share with you very quickly uh, regarding a listener question from earlier in the hour. If you go to settings in, in how to uh, synchronize your phone and get the smaller photo images and yet full-size images and videos will be in the cloud and not take up space on your phone. So what you do is you go to settings. Right at the top, you should see your iCloud account. You should see your name or whatever. You click on that. You go to iCloud. You select photos on or off. And then there is a button in there that says, let me see if I can find it, optimize iPhone storage. And what that means is you will be able to, uh, again, synchronize your photos and your videos. The full-sized videos and photos will go up to the cloud and then a small representation, basically a thumbnail, just so that you can see it. Uh, But it's not the full-size image. It's a a much smaller, a lower-quality image just for your eyes to kind of check it out. Uh, And that way you can... um, uh, look at that, and you can uh, save space on your things. And that's not really part of the bookmark this, and that's not really part of the news, so we should go ahead and move on. Online tonight. Genetically modifying turkeys so they have five drumsticks. This is Online Tonight. Now, here's Max. All right, I wanted to make sure that I remembered to share that extra information uh, because I originally thought it was in a different place, but as iOS evolves, things get moved around. And back to my earlier discussion about EVs. I've already shared with you how I have range anxiety and, and things like that. And, uh, you know, how when am I going to charge it? Because my state now has these, you know, brownouts and these restrictions on when you can charge your stuff. And and then, you know, where do I charge it? I have to go to a mall. I got to wait 45 minutes to two hours where it takes me six and a half minutes to fill my car. You know, so these kinds of things bother me. Uh, another thing that seems to have bothered me is that a new report, this came out kind of towards the end of last year, but I missed it. And of course, this is going to add to my anxiety. Uh, a new report from Consumer Reports found that EVs, electric cars, have over 80% more problems and are generally less reliable than a standard internal combustion engine. So that does not make me feel good. That makes me a little bit concerned. And with all of the crazy pushes that are going on, whether it be from the state level or the federal level, uh, you would think that these, uh, you know, these things should be, should be done. And what's interesting, I find, is that even the manufacturers are now pushing back against state and government mandates. Uh, GM, as an example, has nixed its entire line of electric vans. And what they're doing is they are now going to spend more time and effort and money, right? Because isn't that kind of what it all comes down to on a publicly traded company? They got to make money for the shareholders and people aren't buying things. Uh, So General Motors... The CEO over there, her name is Mary, I think, and she had a few words to say about how, you know, EVs, pure electric cars may not be uh, what we focus on 
right now. We're going to start working on hybrids. So we're going to have a, uh, a hybrid plug-in pickup truck. And we're going to, uh, as I already mentioned, we're going to kill the, the, um, the, repla- the pure electric replacement for the Express and the Savannah. Uh, they are going to reevaluate how they're going to do that. Maybe make those a hybrid. Maybe uh, just leave them as they are and see what shakes out from the EPA and certain state mandates. Um, and they, you know, they said that they were they were quietly dropping it, but I've heard a lot of noise about about this. And even Ford is having trouble. Ford is having trouble getting the Mach E sold and some of the pure electric F-150s. And so the market is basically saying, we don't really want these things, but the government is saying, you have to do these things. And so it's, uh, it's a little bit tricky at times. And then just very quickly, uh, Toyota is recalling 280,000 vehicles because they might creep forward in neutral. So if you have a Tacoma, or if you have uh, a certain SUVs that are based on the Tacoma body, uh, it might not just be the Tacoma. Maybe some of the other other pickups that they have. Uh, then you might want to check with your dealer and see if uh, if those are there. Uh, the recall definitely includes the Tundra, the Sequoia, and the Lexus LX 600. I think it is. Uh, those vehicles were manufactured between 2022 and 2024, so even the newer models are seeing this recall. Uh, they also were recalling Toyota also as part of a recall said that over 20,000 or just about 20,000 vehicles are being recalled over a software problem uh, where the rear view image um, may not be in real time. In some cases, it may have a little bit of a lag, in which case you could then reverse and crash into something. So the the video wasn't being streamed in real time or, or whatever like that. So if you rely, I you know I'm still old school. I still put my hand on the thing and I look back. I might check the the camera, but I still look back. Uh, I still uh, drive like I was taught, you know, 20 years ago. So there you go. Hey, uh, why don't you head over to olttv.com/store where we now have some nice little uh, items that you can purchase. Everything from shirts and mugs. We have tote bags, clocks. We even have a a parody uh, shirt that I designed that you might want to check out. It's a a lot of fun, especially if you like uh, dinosaurs or fossils. And don't forget, if you missed any portion of the show, you can head over to OnlineTonight.com. You can subscribe to the podcast, or you can listen to it right there on the show. Plus, of course, the show notes online tonight. Stay tuned. Online Tonight is produced and copyrighted by Smart Family Media. All rights reserved. Host, Maxwell Smart. Producer and other hats worn by Victoria Smart. Views and opinions expressed are those of the host guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, affiliates, or other advertisers. We're on the air live tonight, 1-800-39-ONLINE, 1-800-396-6546 is the number. Online. 
I'm a nerd, and uh, I'm pretty proud of it. And now, from the craziest city on the planet, this is Online Tonight. On the air, toll free at 1-800-39-ONLINE. 1-800-396-6546. And now, the host of Online Tonight, Max. Welcome to Online Tonight. I am Max. Greatly appreciate you joining me. What is Online Tonight about? Well, we talk about tech, pop culture, and more. What is the more? Oh, it can be anything from food to comic books to uh, amusement parks, 3D printers, any, anything that I think is cool or geeky, you know, that's, that's what I like. That's what I'm into. Uh, video games, uh, stuff like that. Some people might say that video games are tech and pop culture together. Well, I just want more of it, and so I put it in the more category. You can give us a ring, 1-800-39-ONLINE, 1-800-396-6546, toll-free telephone number. You can also send us a text and an email. Our text is 951-395-1017, 951-395-1017. You can email show at onlinetonight.com, S-H-O-W at onlinetonight.com. But the best way, really, is for us to have a conversation, and the only way to do that is to call the toll-free telephone number, at 1-800-39-ONLINE. This portion of the show is brought to you by Mint Mobile. Hey, it's not Ryan Reynolds. Mint Mobile is cheaper than those big carriers. So you don't have to buy your socks from the thrift store. Ew. And it must be good, because Ryan's mom was in a commercial. Go get something good at OLTTV.com slash mint. That's OLTTV.com slash mint. I don't have to spell mint right. All right, Victoria's taking your calls, checking out your texts and your emails. The best way to reach us, of course, is 1-800-39-ONLINE. Last hour, I talked a little bit about the controversy with Google's AI. And I also mentioned as part of uh, a listener question uh, regarding data and trash and things like that. Data is like life, right? I I've, I heard that mantra in, in uh, some classes that I went to, and I absolutely believe it. If you throw something in the trash can, you got to empty the trash can, right? That's that's an example. Here's another example. Chat GPT on Tuesday started to hallucinate uh, because people in the real world, uh, or what they call uh, IRL in real life, occasionally hallucinate. Sometimes because they get hit in the head, like from a soccer ball or a baseball or they maybe take something that doesn't agree with them or maybe they do it on purpose with, you know, certain types of fruits and vegetables or fungus or whatever. So hallucinations happen in the real world. Apparently, on Tuesday, uh, chat GPT was having these little hallucinations. So you might ask it for some information, help you write something, and then about halfway through just started out spitting out like crazy garbage and it didn't know what was going on and you didn't know what was going on so it was i guess what happens is you're 
the way it works with uh, an LLM, and I'm not overly technical in this part because I'm not an AI specialist. I don't write it. I don't, you know, I, I'm interested, especially with, you know, if, if we've got these content uh, moderation layers and things like that, how do I know I'm getting the information that I want without a, a filter or some kind of lens that I may or may not agree with? I'm, I'm very curious about really getting deep into the AI space, but I don't have time for all that. I got other things to do. Uh, but apparently what happens is as part of, of your prompt, that's what it's called. When you ask a question or you put in something into the little box and you say, uh, you are a uh, gymnast and you would like to know what are the most effective routines to uh, you know, score the highest score, right? It, it then goes to the... LLM, the large language model, and it tries to figure out all it knows about gymnasts, and it might look at some of the old ratings about what what people did and how it's how they scored, and it would then, you know, send you back this large paragraph about how things work. Well, each one of the words that it is spitting back at you is called a token, right? Or, or some words, very large words like the word gymnastics, might might include three or four tokens. So what happens in the back end is uh, the language model and the engine, they don't know what words are, but they know what numbers are. So the word gym may have a number of 43,112. So what it does is it, it puts together this array. It puts together this collection of numbers, and it says, these are the numbers I need to send back. And then a table looks up the number, and then types the word for you. Very similar to how DNS works. When you type in onlinetonight.com, you go to the website. But what happens in the background is it says, what is the number for onlinetonight.com? And it gives you a number, IP number in this case, and it comes back and it, it will uh, it, it'll give the web browser or the FTP site or whatever you're using the number. And then another request goes out and says, I would like the page from this number with this path. And then you get the page that you want. It's the reverse with AI. It says, these are the numbers that I have generated based on this prompt. And I need you to go and get the words and spit them out. Eventually, or just based on some arbitrary limit or an error in the processing, uh, the numbers can get confused, or you may be limited to the total numbers you're allowed in the bucket or the array, the collection, and and it thinks, oh, I need to give you more information, and it just it just starts passing junk, and apparently that's the problem that OpenAI's Chat GPT was having last week, and and there you go, and that's part of the the challenge with AI is how much are you going to be allowed. Are we going to then start to have to have a subscription? Kind of like in the old days when we had cellular plans. If you're going to use 100 minutes a month, you're going to pay $19.99. If you're going to use 200 minutes a month, then you're going to pay $24.99. If you're going to use 1,000 minutes a month, then you're going to pay $180 a month. Are we going to get to the point, I'm, I'm assuming we can't continue to have AI for free all the time. At some point, we're going to be consuming so much of the content from these uh, services that they're going to have to pay for the bandwidth. They're going to have to pay for the tokens. They're going to have to pay. Somebody's got to pay eventually, right? And 
And at what point are we going to run out? And if we run out, are we going to have a surcharge? Like you get 500 tokens in a week, and if you do 600, then you have to pay a nickel for every token or whatever. Uh, five cents and or 10 cents or whatever the number is. At some point, they got to monetize this. And uh, otherwise, they're going to run out of space. At least that's what my thought is. I, again, have an interest in the AI. I definitely have an interest in, in watching what the government does. And, of course, I have patents pending. I have patents issued. And I found it very interesting that the government has said uh, that only real people can patent things according to the USPTO. They have said that if you submit something that was generated by AI, you cannot patent it. Whether it's a formula, a, a software routine, uh, a physical a, a physical item, it's going to be very interesting to see if the design and trademark group will, is also going to refuse logos and certain types of fonts or stylistic, uh, you know, like Coca-Cola has a patent on the shape of the bottle. No one else is allowed to sell soda in an hourglass type shape of a bottle. They have a design patent on the shape of the bottle. Now, what happens if you had asked uh, AI for a unique shape for a bottle? And then you took those renderings and then you sent them to the USPTO and said, I would like a design patent on this. The government is saying, if you didn't invent it and you didn't design it, then you can't have a patent. So there you go. Just real fast. I don't, I'm not like in the market. I don't know a lot about, uh, you know, earning money, making money. You have a pretty good idea that if I invest in something, it's going to go down. So you might want to buy those whatever shorts or whatever those things are that you get. NVIDIA is kicking butt. NVIDIA has this set of chips that are really good with neural networks. What are neural networks for? They're the middle, they're the brain of AI systems. And their market cap has now catapulted above $2 trillion. That's a lot of money. I wish I had 1% of that. How about you? Online tonight. Stay tuned. This hour's Geek Speak continues our trend regarding networking technologies. Uh, this hour's is 1,000. I wasn't sure how I was supposed to say this. 1,000 base T, 1,000 base T. Uh, so I'm going to go with 1,000 base T because I'm lazy. Uh, there you go. This portion of the show is brought to you by Paramount Plus, your favorite Nickelodeon shows, all Star Trek series, the Transformer movies, plus Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning is now available on Paramount Plus. Find out all they have to offer at OLTTV.com slash stream. That's OLTTV.com slash stream. S-T-R-E-A-M. Now, Thousand Base T. Thousand Base T is also known as Gigabyte Ethernet or GIGI for short, and it transmits Ethernet frames at a rate of a billion a second. 
It came out in 1999, and it uh, superseded two other technologies that we've had since, like, the 80s or the 90s. The first one was 10Base-T, which ran at 10 megabits. And then after that, we had fast Ethernet, or something called 100Base-T, which was 100 megabits. You see how it's like a multiplication. And so we went from 100 megabits to a, a billion megabits. And we'll talk about that some other time. But these are wired local networks, and these are the speed improvements that you get, right? And, it, and so the wiring slightly changed. Like we used to do 10 base on Cat 3, and obviously 10 gig requires Cat 5E or Cat 6. And, you know, so the equipment has changed. The hubs, the switches, the routers, those things. But most of us are, are probably got a machine nowadays, a laptop, a desktop that supports 1,000 base T, or gigabit Ethernet. That's this hour's Geek Speak. This show looks just as good with or without your 3D glasses. This is Online Tonight. Now, here's Max. We love to hear from you. Give us a ring at 1-800-39-ONLINE, 1-800-396-6546. That's our toll-free telephone number. You can also send us a text or an email, our text, 951-395-1017, or our email, show at onlinetonight.com. We got an email from somebody? From Dave in Savannah, Georgia. Dave says, The other day, I saw a post on X that showed a copy of an email from Google saying they were sunsetting Gmail. My heart skipped a beat when I thought about all the emails I would lose. Luckily, it was a hoax, but it got me wondering, what if Gmail did go away or have some kind of catastrophic outage? How do I back that stuff up so I don't lose anything? All right, well, let's, uh, let's talk about the, the concern that you had, first of all. It might have been... Like back uh, in January, I think it was, uh, Google said that their uh, basic view, their basic HTML web-based viewer that you could read your mail on was being sunsetted. And the, what, the, what that means is it was being canceled. Now, they still had the standard view, not the basic view, but the standard view. Uh, and so... You know, if people are going to look at their mail, what difference does it make if they're in the basic version or the standard version? You know, it just has less features and more people probably relied on the standard features. Now, some people with uh, with vision issues were saying for them with less distractions and and, uh, you know, the layout was better for them. So they really relied on the basic view. You can still read your Gmail online, right? That's that's the main thing. They only canceled a of the way it was laid out, right? Now back to your question about how do you back up all of your all of your stuff? Well, there's a couple different ways that Gmail recommends that you back up. Uh, you can always forward your emails to a backup account, meaning if you have. Uh, you know, most of the time when you sign up for internet services at home, whether it's Frontier or, or Spectrum or Cox or Roadrunner or, you know, whomever, 
uh, a lot of the times they will include an email box. And you might use Gmail, but you can forward all of your emails to another account. And it, you can either forward them and keep them in your mailbox, your Gmail box, or you can forward them and delete them from your Gmail box. Those are, those are totally up to you. I believe there are some other ways that you can back up the entire box, uh, but you, um, uh, you know, there's a, there's a, a few steps there that I won't be able to really share on on the radio in a very you know efficient manner. But you can you can download everything. You can download all of this stuff by by using a instead of using IMAP, you can put it into pop three mode you can grab all the messages you can create local folders and you can drag them over there you might want to watch a youtube video or something on how to do that those you know those definitely are a little bit time consuming some people may not be comfortable in changing their mail settings to do things like that uh so you you know you you got to kind of decide which one's gonna meet your own needs i guess part of the question i would have is how many emails do you need to keep? And why would you keep all of that on the cloud? I guess if you, I, I guess I'm speaking for myself. I have, I have things stored in the cloud. And then I also have things on my local machine. And because I have them on my local machine, of course, I have backups of my local machine, whether I use retrospect or, Microsoft Backup or Time Machine, things like that. And if you really do need to go and, and look for, you know, some of these other things, you can always, you know, check out Google and you can, you can, you know, find out that. I'm sure that if you were to hit up their chat service or even their chat bot and ask them, how do I download and back up all my stuff? There, I'm sure there's answers for that and they'll give you step-by-step uh, that one, this one, this one particular topic would be a little bit long. I felt that the iPhoto answer I gave last hour might have been a little bit long, so I don't want to, I don't want to drive you crazy. And again, some people just are not comfortable changing their mail settings and things like that. So, uh, you know, there you go. Again, I think every once in a while this comes up because you know Google has in the past downright canceled services it was unfortunate for some people that were using those services and google just said they're gone but gmail is such a large part of of what they offer and they get a lot of information i mean you do know that they are scrubbing and and looking at the messages that you get unless you turn the privacy setting to don't do that but if the default behavior is they're they're looking and indexing every single thing that goes through their servers. And if you think they're not, then you're mistaken. Uh, And then it would be a question of, are they doing that to forwarded mail as well? I don't know. Online tonight. Stay tuned.
Online Tonight is live and on the air at 1-800-39-ONLINE. 1-800-396-6546. Online Tonight. Sir, drop the chalupa. Put it down and back away. Sir, don't be silly. Drop the chalupa. I said, drop the chalupa. Put it down, man. Yeah, drop the chalupa. I greatly appreciate you including me in your evening. My name is Max. The name of the show is Online Tonight. Our toll-free telephone number is 1-800-39-ONLINE. 1-800-396-6546. This portion of the show is brought to you by Mint Mobile. Hey, it's not Ryan Reynolds. Mint Mobile is cheaper than those big carriers. So you don't have to buy your socks from the thrift store. Ew. And it must be good, because Ryan's mom was in a commercial. Go get something good. At OLTTV.com slash mint. That's OLTTV.com slash mint. I don't have to spell mint, right? We're taking your calls, 1-800-39-ONLINE, as well as your text and emails. Text 951-395-1017 or email show at onlinetonight.com. Here is our review of the latest Prime animated series, The Second Best Hospital in the Galaxy. Let's take a look at a new series on Prime Video. Ready? Uh, I always want to say TV 16 plus, but it just says 16 plus, and it became available last night. All of the eight episodes are available. Unlike what Apple's doing, where they're releasing three and then one a uh, one a week. All eight are available now. The name of the show is called "The Second Best Hospital in the Galaxy." It's animated comedy that takes place in an alien hospital in space. We don't know what time frame, but clearly it's in the future. Best friends, and I will get the names wrong, Sleech and Clack are surgeons, both uh, surgeons. They have very different work styles and personalities. One's definitely by the book, and the other one is uh, crazy, basically. And we see all kinds of aliens with varying ailments and injuries, and it's not just about surgery. There's personalities, interspecies, relationships. Uh, are definitely front and center, and they also have to deal with life and death situations at work and how to balance romances if they want. I'm Victoria. The voice cast for the second best hospital in the galaxy includes Stephanie Shu as Sleech and Kiki Palmer as Clack, Maya Rudolph, Natasha Leone, Kieran Culkin, and Sam Smith round out the cast regulars with a great slate of guest stars. In one episode, in fact, the additional four Culkin brothers play siblings to Kieran's character, Plaup. I'm Jennifer, and I also watched this show. I only watched two episodes so far, and it's. I was worried uh, that it wasn't going to be my cup of tea, and I was mostly correct. It's not as bad as I thought it would be. It's not... It's not at least so far. It's not super uh, adult. It's adult, but it's not as bad as some things, you know? <laughs> but this, it is within the realm of animated shows for adults. And they, but I do like, I like the character, the main characters. I like Clack and her anxiety and her relationship with her mom and all that's detailed in episode two. And I, I think that it's it's a fun dynamic to have such two you know different characters be best friends and work together and all that kind of stuff and to see what the 
the character designs of the different aliens are and what might be ailing them. And so, so some, some parts of it are interesting and it is funny. Uh, but if you know me and shows, I don't really watch shows. Well, I would say that this, this series is definitely targeted to someone in your age bracket, especially uh, those who went to liberal colleges. It has a lot of those types of social kind of situations uh, grandma would use a certain word to describe the show, which I will not. Uh, so it will turn some people on, so to speak, and turn some people off, so to speak. I'm curious what that word would be. The big W word. Oh, okay. Um, this is an extremely colorful show in a lot of ways. It has bright, vibrant colors. Except for in the flashbacks, the- which is really cool. All of the the different species are different colors, and um, I, I like that because it makes it seem almost like a trip in a way because the characters are so strange. You're kind of wondering how did they come up with all these different aliens? Like, you know, what were these people on when they envisioned this? And and. So it reminds me of things like, like going back to like Yellow Submarine and some of the more kind of psychedelic mm-hmm. animated things that were done in the 60s and 70s. But it is a very futuristic thing with all the technologies they have and the operations that they do and, and that kind of stuff. <laughs> and yeah, the personalities are, are really front and center here. Yeah. I was concerned when the robots took over. The success rate of this surgery is 70% or less. Therefore, humans cannot be involved. We'll just let the robots kill them, basically. It was uh, – uh, how many episodes are we in? We've watched five. Five. And Miss Jennifer's watched two. Mm-hmm. Two. Mm-hmm. And he, uh, you'll like the colorful shell and the uh, – there's even a uh, romance novelist and, and they have that whole are you team uh, – vampire or team werewolf kind of thing from the books and and she asked the nurse the the medical staff people are you are you delilah or danara or are you you know the other one and and people lie and you know and, but she knows but she's there for her annual shell molting not annual it's not annual mm-hmm. uh, but apparently she's a very well-known intergalactic author and, and so everybody's very excited that she's there so i think I don't know. I think like you might enjoy a couple of them, a couple more of them, Miss Jennifer. However, There's a time traveling one. I think I hit my limit at five. I don't know that I'll get through the other three. Really? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, it's kind of over it now. I want to see where things go with Sleech and Plaup, and and I want to see the one where the Culkin brothers are there, and and we get to see Plaup's family. Can you imagine a whole family of neurotic empath chicken creatures? That's got to be interesting. Well, that's got to be like uh, that's got to be like what's his face from Futurama? What uh, I want to call him Flick, but that's not his name. You know the the bug guy, the, bug the guy. Smearmar. You know he, he's Smearmar with. Um, oh, oh yeah, Kip. 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 Jen, final words. I it's fine. I I have so many shows that I need to catch up on that this was would be low priority. I'm not as against it as I thought I might be. But it's still kind of a, a wishy-washy meh for me. They do uh, – the characters on this show do have a lot of sex. It is very, it is very adult in that way. 
Okay, but let's use words like uh, adult relations. Okay, but it's very, I mean, it's animated and they are not human creatures. So that makes it seem a lot less adult because it's funny and it's oh, different. No, it's adult. <laughs> because uh, uh, which one is which? Sleech is the lizard girl. Yeah. yeah. Uh, she's got that forked tongue thing and you see her put it places and you're like, ooh, you know, that... Really? For 16 plus? Uh, again, I enjoyed it up until probably episode four and then five. I started to feel like I'm over it, but that's just me. You or her? Me. Go ahead. I'm going to continue watching because I want to see what what happens. And I like the fact that they're nice and short. I like things that are short. Well, we did end up, of course, watching the other three. So we've seen all eight now. Uh, something else I found very interesting kind of in Hollywood news. We were just talking about movies. Some of these movies, like the live action ones, not animated ones, have been shot in Georgia quite a bit lately. And Tyler Perry has a very large facility out there with, uh, I think, four or six sound stages already. And he was going to spend another $800 million to expand the studio down there in uh, Georgia. And... Uh, he admitted, I found this very interesting, that he had used some uh, AI video tools uh, to, to do some aging for himself in a couple of movies. That way he didn't have to sit in three hours worth of makeup and, and stuff like that. So he has been using some AI tools, but he recently saw OpenAI Sora. That's how I'm going to pronounce it, S-O-R-A. And uh, he said... I'm not spending that $800 million. I'm concerned. Uh, He wanted to add an additional 12 sound stages to the 300 plus acres of property he has there. But he's putting those all on hold now because he says that the rapid development that he's seeing with AI and video, especially with this text to video service that Sora offers, uh, that only came out on the 15th. And he had spent four plus years designing this and trying to figure out, you know, how he wanted to improve his space. And uh, here's someone who's successful in the movie business and supports a bunch of other artists with, with uh, you know, technology and sound stages and all that stuff. And he's not going to spend the money. He's worried. What are you worried about? It's online tonight. Stay tuned. All right, this hour's bookmark. This is www.sagawards.org. S-A-G-A-W-A-R-D-S dot O-R-G. The little statue is known as the actor. And the trophies are for the Screen Actors Guild Awards that are handed out for achievements in movies and primetime music television performances. It recognizes both individual performers and entire ensembles. Frazier, I think the entire cast, and Cheers, I think the entire cast won, maybe back in the day, don't recall. Winners are voted on by the full membership of the SAG-AFTRA union. You can find out who was nominated, who was presented, no, who was presented. You can find out who was nominated, who were the people up there doing the 
presentations who presented the awards, you know, introduced the people and the categories. And of course, you can find out who tonight's winners were if you uh, are listening to this live on Saturday night. Uh, that's this hour's bookmark this, www.sagawards.org, made possible by Anchor. You probably know that I use their dongles. They call them hubs. The Anchor 655 USB-C hub is an 8-in-1. It includes a micro and an SD card slot, two USB 10-gig ports, audio, Ethernet, and HDMI, all in a sleek little device. It's available in two different colors. You can check out all Anchor products at olttv.com slash anchor. That's olttv.com slash A-N-K-E-R. Where the quality of our answers just might surprise you. This is Online Tonight. Now, here's Max. All right. Sometimes I uh, am happy that I'm not in the Hollywood bubble so to speak, and other times I am sad that I am not in the Hollywood bubble. And the reason why I say that is in 2024, every single Oscar nominee will receive a gift bag. And what makes it completely insane and unrealistic is that the items in the bag are supposedly worth a half a million dollars. What could possibly be in this bag that everybody wants? Well, apparently there are there is a list of some of the things that you're going to be able to get. There is uh, skin care. There is uh, uh, vegan dog food, apparently. They're going to give 10,000 meals. There is a apparently a trip, three-night stay in one of the most luxurious villas in St. Bart's. A new kitchen. Apparently, Thor is giving uh, out kitchens. I mean, I don't know that it's an entire kitchen, but uh, apparently those types of things are are included in this bag. They call it a swag bag. Of course, there are, you know, uh, nutritional things, skin care things. The 1MD Nutrition is going to be presenting the luxury mocktail kit, and I think... I'm not, I think that is kind of, um, you know, like vitamins or pills or something like that. There is a red carpet kit, which has, uh, you know, moisturizers and skin masks and, and all these things. There's a small, lightweight, portable seat with retractable legs that will hold your purse, your briefcase, or bags of all types. So there's a bag seat that is included in this swag bag, a C60 Power it is a bottle of the sugar-free tart cherry gummy, and uh, that includes that's included in there. How bad? How big is this bag? Especially if it's got a bag like seat in it. I mean, this thing must be a crate. And how are you going to get it home? Of course, there's clothes, there's shorts, there's apparently one of the hottest. I, I'm not sure if this is true or not, but. There, there. Hollywood seems to be obsessed with this particular scarf lately, and I'm, I'm curious to see if that scarf is going to be in this list. There's, there's all kinds of things in here, robes, and it, it would be nice maybe one time to get one of these bags. And then the other question I have is, 
Do you have to pay the taxes? Are you the people who are given this five hundred thousand dollars worth of free product? Do they have to pay? Do they have to pay the tax on it? I don't know. And these these are, I guess, problems that I'm glad that I I don't have. I was I was kind of very interested in this the other day uh, because I don't know if you know this, but all the pandas in the whole wide world are owned by the Chinese government. Right. I try to stay out of the politics of things. And so I am going to do do so. I won't say good things or bad things about any particular foreign government because I don't live there. I don't know anything about them. I mean, I, I know what what the media wants me to know about certain things. But, you know, is that is that accurate? I don't know. I don't know people from there and I don't know. Uh, I haven't lived there, so I've never experienced it. But apparently China owns all of the pandas. And it was nice to see that Panda, that uh, they have signed a deal with a zoo in Southern California, the San Diego Zoo, where pandas used to be and haven't been there in a while. But China plans to send new pandas to the U.S. and they have signed an agreement with the, uh, with the San Diego Zoo. The last time the San Diego Zoo had the giant pandas there, and we went as a family to go check them out. They're, they're the dumbest animal they're like a dodo bird. They are not very smart. They do not take care of themselves very well, which is why they have to be raised by people because apparently they can't raise themselves very well. The last time we had them in San Diego was in 2019, and they are going to be returning sometime soon to the San Diego Zoo. So that's exciting. I was also, uh, we were in Vegas not too long ago, and we went to this the Hilton Resorts World. Now, initially that was going to be called the um, the Envo or the Envé or I can't remember the what the original planned name of that site was. That site was abandoned for years before Hilton came in and and uh, and fixed it up and turned it into Re- Resorts World. I mean, they already had part of the uh, the rooms, the tower where all the rooms are partially built, and then it just sat there vacant. The original plan was it was going to be Chinese-themed, and there was going to be a panda exhibit in there. And uh, it was owned partly by a Chinese company, which is probably why they were, you know, pushing to get pandas over there in Las Vegas. I'm curious if it would be too hot for them. But I'm assuming they would be inside. What else is hot? Well, right now, if you head over to OLTTV.com slash store, you can check out all our new merch. We've got totes and cups and clocks and we have t-shirts and we would love for you to get one. Also, if you missed any portion of the show, you can head over to OnlineTonight.com where we put all the show notes. You can listen to the audio or you can subscribe to the podcast. Stay tuned. Online Tonight is produced and copyrighted by Smart Family Media. All rights reserved. Host Maxwell Smart producer and other hats worn by victoria smart views and opinions expressed are those of the host guest and callers and are not necessarily those of the station its management affiliates or other advertisers